Hello, 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 and welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, another edition of College Basketball Madness here presented by Prime Sports World. I am your sole and only host here, Israel Rivera. Um, but before we go ahead and start the show, go ahead, please like, share, and subscribe to the Prime Sports World podcast here on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. We're also on every streaming platform where podcasts can be heard, and that's Apple Music, Samsung Music, Amazon, uh, Samsung Podcast, Amazon Music, and uh, Apple, um, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. So everybody go, please check those out as well in case you missed the show. Those are the audio versions of this show. I posted a link in the chat so you guys can go ahead and download those to your any of your streaming devices that you have, whether that's an iPhone, tablet, or you just listen to it on the computer um, as well. Um, and also go ahead and like and join our NBA Supreme and NFL Supreme Facebook groups for more fan interaction in the NFL and NBA. But Prime Sports World uh, keeps it locked here, 360 degrees, 24-7, 365 days out the week, bringing you the most um, – uh, hot content here um, in the sports world here and up-to-date content here in the sports world. Uh, we have a uh, hell of a show uh, for you guys, um, you know, starting starting off with, you know, the Brandon Miller situation, um, top 25 uh, rankings, and uh, going into my, you know, um, something of a uh, forte here of mine, and that is my upset picks and my feature games of the week um, or of the day uh, because Saturday Saturdays uh, around this time are for college basketball. And we're almost around the corner from March Madness. We, we are right there on the precipice of uh, tournament basketball. We're wrapping up the regular season, getting into conference tournaments, which is always a great time of the year. And then March Madness, baby, where everybody – is uh, filling out their brackets um, for this for the 2022-2023 season. Uh, so very exciting time for college basketball fans. But let me just jump right into it. Um, uh, usually I have a couple headlines, but this is the only headline in the top headline um, of the uh, week, so to speak. And it's a very serious one. You know, I hate to switch it up and go from kind of uh, – you know, happy and 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 joyful uh, as I always do. Um, have to switch it up. But um, earlier this week, uh, Tuesday, um, you know, uh, when it comes to the uh, capital murder of uh, Jamia Harris, um, uh, Darius Miles, who was a basketball shoot um, basketball um, player for the University of Alabama, and his a his um, apprentice um, were charged with capital murder of a young lady um, on Alabama's campus um, uh, back in January, which was not too far ago, which was probably about, um, golly, it might have been 40 days ago, a little over 40 days ago or so. Um, But this is (laughs) – it's, it's, you know, it's Darius Miles and Michael Lynn Davis, who is a close friend of Darius Miles – but uh, Brandon Miller's name is being brought up. When police testified on the o- opening statements, Brandon Miller, um, they testified that Brandon Miller was the one responsible for bringing the gun that murdered Jamia Harris, um, you know, on that, um, you know, woeful night there in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, on the strip, as they like to say, uh, which is a, a popular place um, in Tuscaloosa for, you know, college bars, college bar scene. We all have one in every college city, every college town. Um, so just from what we know and what the public knows and what, you know, the media knows, right? Because, you know, the police have done somewhat sort of their due diligence they have a lot more details than what we have, but they're only releasing certain, you know, probably more simpler facts to the media and to the public for us to understand. But from what the test, from from what the police testified 
in court is that Brandon Miller was at home already. Um, he was there on the scene before, but he went home because the line was too long to get into a bar. So Darius Miles and Michael Lynn Davis were, you know, still there. They were, you know, everybody was probably drinking. They were intoxicated, you know, young 21-year-olds, just, you know, regular college scene there. Brandon Miller was at home, and there was in, – in between that hour or two hours that, you know, happened, um, that occurred, um, there was some type of argument. Um, there was some type of uh, situation where um, – you know, where this young lady, Jamia Harris and her cousin or, or brother or boyfriend wasn't involved. Um, I think it's all three of them were all involved um, in this little altercation with Michael Lynn Davis and Darius Miles. Um, where Brandon Miller's linked is Brandon Miller is supposedly Darius Miles ride that night. Right. He's his ride. Uh, Darius Miles texts Brandon Miller to bring him his gun. Now, saying that, Alabama is an open carry state. Alabama is, 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 is a state in which it, I, I believe it's a stand-your-ground law, but, but this isn't the stand-your-ground situation, right? Um, so Darius Miles tells Brandon Miller to bring him his gun. Within like an hour of time, um, but I believe when he texted him, when they got the text, it was like moments. It was like it was the, the time from the time of the shooting to the time of the text. It was relatively close. Now, supposedly when they got there, Brandon Miller and another Alabama player uh, that was there with Brandon Miller, I think that went to go pick them up. Um, his car accidentally blocked. And this is supposedly blocked. Jimmy, we haven't seen the footage yet. Blocked Jamia Harris and the other occupants uh car from from kind of escaping right um so that's that's pretty much the news that we have we we don't have anything else other than that we do know that Brandon Miller played the next day after these allegations came out Brandon Miller played and and let me just be clear from for everybody Brandon Miller is not being charged with anything the DA came out and said, unfortunately, we don't have enough or we don't have any evidence to charge Brandon Miller with anything. Now, why is Brandon Miller so important for any, any of the casual fans that watch this podcast or are watching this podcast for the first time? Brandon Miller is a projected top three pick. You have Victor Wimbanyama, who is being touted as the next LeBron. You have the consolation prize who would probably go number one in any other draft in Scoot Henderson, who's playing in the G League. Um, and then you have Brandon Miller, who is supposed to be the third guy off the board uh, in this NBA draft. And you put, like any other draft, Brandon Miller would probably be number one overall if it wasn't for Victor Wimbayama. Scoot Henderson, the same thing. If it wasn't for Victor Wimbayama, Scoot Henderson probably be number one overall. Um, in any other draft. So you have a, this draft is deep. You have projected three number one overall type of talents going in. Cause you know, when you have the NBA draft, there's, 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 there's guys, there's tears to this, right? You have number one overalls. There's guys probably should never be number one overall. Right. But with that being said, this is why it's so big because the magnitude of, 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 of his future and the magnitude of the situation they're clashing, right? We don't know how this is going to affect his draft status. But also, we're talking about a human life here. We're talking about someone was murdered, and he was linked to that. Um, And I don't want to and, – and I'm kind of going to give you my theory a little bit on what I think happened, which a lot of media pundits probably couldn't do on live TV. I can do it on my podcast. I can do it on my podcast. I'll give you a theory of mine. And a, a theory of why possibly Alabama prosecutors didn't um, didn't um, pro uh, charge Brandon Miller, and I'm, I'm going to get to that. So the magnitude of his future, the magnitude of the situation, 
is at a high time level. He ended up playing in South Carolina. He dropped 41 points and hit the game winner in overtime. Um, if you guys haven't seen that game, he had a poster over two guys that was was a thing of beauty. Um, this guy is like watching Paul George doppelganger. This guy is Paul George 2.0. He's shooting over 40% from the field. I mean, he looks better than what Paul George looked out of Fresno State as a freshman. You know, Paul George was there at Fresno State for, what, two, three years. This kid's a freshman. This kid's a freshman, um, a true freshman at that. And so he he looks like he is ahead of the curve. He looks so smooth. He has an NBA body, an NBA game. Um, he is He is an amazing talent. But the big thing is, and the controversy is, 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 is where – the Alabama Crimson Tide men's basketball program and the athletic program are still allowing him to play. Are they, you know, should they be allowed to let him play? Should he play? Should he not play? That That is that is the big question here for Brandon Miller in Alabama, right? Nate Oates came out and said he was at the wrong place. Wrong. Now, he said some insensitive. This is very insensitive saying wrong place, wrong time. That's very insensitive to say in terms of this situation, especially to the Harris family um, and to Jameer Harris, who had left behind a child um, in this world. Talking about a murder here. We're talking about a life here. And um, he had to double back and say and, and kind of apologize for that. And now, you know, he he's also said that the him and the university, they're doing the right thing with Miller. They've done the due diligence. They've cooperated all the way. Um, Miller's been very, 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 you know, emotional about the whole situation. Uh, I'm assuming, I mean, he feels terrible about the situation. I mean, he was, you know, he literally brought the gun to an intoxicated man. He knew this guy was intoxicated. He knew his friend was intoxicated and he still brought them a gun to, I don't, whether he knew the situation or not, um, whether he knew the situation or not. Um, <laughs> it's still, you know, guys are drinking a gun that doesn't, that doesn't mix well. Right. So I kind of go back to my own personal life, right? I've done stupid things at 18, 19, 20 years old, even. I mean, we're still considered, I mean, I, I don't think we're fully matured adults at that point. We've all done stupid things for friends. We've all done stupid things for older people that we shouldn't have done. I don't think in this situation, Brandon Miller knew what he was doing. I knew, I, I think he knew what he was doing for a friend. I think he thought that he was, he was just helping a friend out by bringing his possessions, but he wasn't thinking about what was going to happen when he brought him that possession. When he brought him that firearm, he did not know what was going to happen. And that that's one of my theories. Like, he, he literally legit know. And so uh, here's what Nate Oates had to say. We've been taking it very seriously from day one. The first minute that I got the information, I called AD Greg Byrne, and we talked about it and the severity of it, uh, notes said, Nate Oates said on Friday. Greg and I thought, Greg... I thought did a great job of addressing those comments on Wednesday, and I really don't have much to add to it. We feel like we've done the right thing in this case, so I'm going to leave it at that with Greg's comments. This is the type of situation I don't think should have been handled by, and, and, and the AD Greg Burns said that this went to the president and this went to the, you know, the council and, and, and the powers that may be throughout Alabama. But this is a situation where, I think the president of the university should have handled this. This this is not this is out of this is out of the realm of the athletic department in my opinion. This is out and I know he's an athletic student, but I think this has to be when it comes to a legal issue like this, this is this is out of their hands. This is, you know, you know, the president of the university should have should have came came down and made a decision, a, a, a informed decision instead of those guys making decisions. And maybe he did. Maybe maybe they all kind of made a decision to keep let Brandon Miller play. The only thing that I know is that 
Alabama's number two overall in the nation. This is the highest ranking they've ever had in school history. They're on the precipice of possibly winning a national championship. I mean, depending on how their tournament goes, uh, Brandon Miller's probably one of the top two players. He's, he's the best college basketball player in the nation, even though he probably won't win the Naismith. Maybe he might. He may win the Naismith. I don't know as a free freshman. I don't know now. But he was up there with Zach Eady and, and all those other boys. Um, And when I look at it, I go, maybe, maybe, maybe he shouldn't have played. You know, maybe I think – Alabama should have kept him out in the South Carolina game. Maybe they should have keep him out in the Arkansas game today. You know, that 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 that, that, that those are conversations that are going in my head as well as everybody else's. Maybe this kid shouldn't have played in that game. Maybe maybe they should have, you know, kind of kept him out a little bit maybe for about a week or two, maybe until March Madness time, maybe until conference tournament time to kind of get all the everything you know, in order, all the evidence, you know, more details of the situation before, you know, they played him again. Not saying that he shouldn't play because if he's innocent of everything, which they haven't charged him, so he doesn't have, he's not charged with having any crime, which I'm going to get to a theory on that. He's not charged with any crime or anything like that. Um. So... I think that's why, and he's been very cooperative. I think that's why Alabama hasn't suspended him. That's why I think Alabama has played him. But a lot of me has questioned this. Would this happen if it was a guy at the end of the bench? You know, you know we've seen college basketball players and college players get suspended for way less than this. Way less than this. The severity of this situation is incredulous. It's incredible. And the, the the fact that, you know, he's still playing, even though he's linked to a murder, um, kind of baffles me on Alabama's side. It kind of makes it seem like Alabama's taking their athletics over a human life in a possible way. But the other side, I mean, that's the 50% side. The other side of me says, well, if the kid isn't being charged with anything, if he isn't being charged with anything, and he's innocent of everything, and he was, he, he was, you know, just kind of there, you know, and, and he was doing a favor for a friend um, by bringing him his possession, and there's nothing that implies that he knew what Darius Miles was going to do that night, then the, the other side of me says, well, 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 he should play. I mean, he, I mean, he was just you know, bringing someone their possession. He didn't know what was going to happen, you know. Um, so it's a very sticky situation. It's a very unknown situation. We've never been in these waters like this uh, before. Um, what I do know is that it, it, the end of the situation is, 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 it's not the end of this situation, especially for Brandon Miller, even though he's not going to be charged in this capital murder, even though he's not going to be charged, the DA doesn't, have enough evidence or they don't have evidence or they don't have anything to charge him with. Um, the Harris family, I assume they're going to bring a civil lawsuit to Alabama University, the athletic department, and Brandon Miller himself, especially when Brandon Miller makes his NBA. There will be some sort of legal civil suit that will occur here. We saw it with the lacrosse player, um, lacrosse players at Virginia, right? Where the one male lacrosse player killed his girlfriend who was a women's lacrosse player. And the family sued the university, the athletic department and everything like that. Um, and the lacrosse team still played in the tournament and I think made it to the final four that year when they probably should have been suspended or or something in that nature. You know, I don't, I don't, I look at one, one guy and I'm like, well, it should mess it up for the whole team. But at the same time, there should have been some type of sanctions there or something like that. Right. Um, especially if there was some known domestic dispute, which there was. Um, so my thing is with Brandon Miller, here is where I come into with my theory about why he probably isn't charged. <sighs> 
He was already there ride. He goes home. I believe the gun was already in the car. From the get-go, from the start of the night, the gun was in the car. The gun was in the car already. It's not like I don't think Brandon Miller went back to the dorm, wrapped it up, put it in a hat, brought it, came back, yada, yada, yada. I think the gun was already in the car. And all Brandon Miller did was drive to the spot to pick, drive to the to the location to pick Miles up, and the gun was already in the car, which is maybe a reason why the district attorney haven't char- hasn't charged Brandon Miller with anything, and probably why they aren't going to charge Brandon Miller with anything because all everybody's being cooperative, and the gun was already in the car, and he didn't go and pick the gun up. Now I don't know what the laws are. I don't know what the laws are in terms of the state of Alabama, in terms of being an accessory. So maybe I should read up on what the laws are. But police and law enforcement have much more information than what we have right now. And for them to not charge him, if they were going to charge him with anything, they would have already did it because they already have a lot of the information. Now, they're probably digging through the nuances and, and, and coming out with more detailed information. They have cameras. There's cameras everywhere now these days. They probably already seen the footage and everything like that. But with that being said, if they were going to charge him, they would have charged him already with the crime. So I don't think, I, I, you know, my my theory on it is that maybe the gun was already in the car. And, and if the gun was already in the car and he was just his ride, and Miles was like, well, bring, bring me my gun, meaning we'll just come here and come get me. Then that might be an out for him to not be charged. And that's, and that's, and that's just my theory on the whole situation. But if it was up to me, if I was the president of Alabama, if I was the athletic director, if I was Nate Oates, I probably would not be playing Brandon Miller right now. I probably would not be playing Brandon Miller right now because the rest of the season, this is going to be an issue. I don't think Brandon Miller should be, I think Brandon Miller should be suspended indefinitely. I mean, this is a human life. This is a murder. This is something that this young man probably, if he is, if he's innocent. He doesn't need to be playing. I mean, he was, I mean, this is, this is a life we're talking about. We're choosing basketball over a life. I don't think he should be playing when it comes to the magnitude of the situation until you know, there's more detailed information on it as to why they didn't charge him and for to the public's knowledge, but also just for the family, out of respect for the family. I just think that if in the Alabama basketball program, I best believe there's going to be some sanctions going down with Nate Oates. I mean, you've got three, you got, and there's multiple athletes. There's multiple athletes are out there on the strip because this is a big, this is, this is where all the college athletes go is where all the college students go you know, you know, for the bar, uh, to, you know, on the bar scene in Tuscaloosa, right? So there's multiple witnesses, multiple athletes, but you have at least two or three, because there's another, there's a third Alabama player that was there on the scene with Brandon Miller that I think was, uh, that was a, another witness. So you have three Alabama players, basketball players that were witnesses, you know, in a murder and one of them is being charged with capital murder. So your basketball program's linked to a murder, okay? Even though Miles didn't pull the trigger, his involvement was still there with his friend. <clears throat> the situation was escalated. So my my whole situation, my whole thing is, is that Brandon Miller shouldn't play out of respect for the family, possibly for the rest of the season. You know, I don't want to make that decision. I don't want to say that, but he should at least be suspended maybe the rest of the regular season, maybe the conference tournament, and then maybe you bring him back during the regular college, um, uh, you know, the um, NCAA tournament. Maybe. We don't know if if, if that's what's going to happen. Um, there's no links today. There's nothing today saying that he's not going to play against Arkansas, which is a big game in the SEC today. It's in Tuscaloosa. Um, so, yeah, that's just my consensus on it. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section and see what Brandon Miller, uh, if he should be playing or not uh, for the rest of the season, if he should, if he should spend, be suspended indefinitely, if he should be suspended um, you know, for a few games and come back for the conference tournament or tournament time, 
or if they should just suspend him for the rest of the season, um, just, you know, and, 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 you know, have him, you know, whatever, you know, he's, he's done for the season and he can go focus on his pro career or focus on his legality situation right here. Um, but let me know what you guys think in the comment section, moving forward to the top 25 rankings, um, uh, you know, this week, we actually have Alabama. Alabama is actually the number one team in the nation after uh, beating uh, – not Alabama. Is the number, no, Houston is the number one team. I don't know why I got Alabama. But it's actually Houston at number one, Alabama at two um, here to start the rankings. Sorry about that, that I have the rankings there mixed up at the top. Then at number three, we got Kansas, who's actually who actually has been pretty good uh, since their four-game losing streak. Um Kansas uh, just had a big win over – they had a big win over Baylor. Um, they had a big win over um, TCU, um, big win over Texas. Since their three-game uh, losing – since their three-game losing streak, um, Kansas has gone uh, in their last – you know, they have one loss to Iowa State, um, which was by 15 at Iowa State, which is a tough place to play. But they beat Kentucky. They beat Kansas State. They beat number five, Texas beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma, beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State, beat number nine Baylor, um, which was a beautiful game that they played. They were losing their first half. Uh, Baylor looked like they were going to dominate and run away with it, and Kansas came back playing amazing defense. Uh, Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, um, DeWan Harris, all those guys, they played amazing in the second half of that game um, and won 87-71. And then they went into TCU and beat number 24 TCU by five. So Kansas – has been on the up and up in the last five. They're five and oh, beating three um, ranked opponents here uh, in the Big 12, which is a gauntlet, like I've said. So Kansas moves up to number three. Number four, UCLA. We got number five, Purdue, who has a big game against Indiana, trying to bounce back from losing against them the last time in Indiana. Uh, so that should be that one's in Purdue um, in West Lafayette. So um, you guys be in tune for that game. Might be a feature game of the week here. We don't know here. Uh, at number six, we got Virginia. They have another big game going into Chapel Hill this week, um, this Saturday. So watch out for that one. Number seven, we got Arizona. Number eight, Texas. Number nine, Baylor. They actually have a showdown, Texas and Baylor, today, which is probably our number one feature game of the week, but we'll get to that. At number 10, Marquette. Number 11, Tennessee. At number 12, we got Gonzaga um, moving up here. Uh, in the rankings, they have a big game as well uh, this week against St. Mary's, uh, this Saturday against St. Mary's. Watch out for that. Uh, number 13, we got Miami moving up two slots. Number 14, Kansas State moving down two slots. Uh, number 15, St. Mary's moving up two slots. Um, and then we have um, – and then we have uh, number – Godly, I'm so sorry. We got number 16, uh, Xavier. Stan Pat there, number six uh, at 16. They didn't move up and move down. They had a big, they had a game against Villanova um, a few days ago uh, in which it was a very close game that they lost. But they bounced back. They, they, they lost by one to Villanova um, at home. But they bounced back really well against a, a very competitive team in Seton Hall. Uh, which kind of made up for that loss against Nova. That's a tough division. I mean, the Big East has, what, five ranked teams or so uh, in the top 25. So <clears throat> um, Xavier um, definitely, um, you know, one of those middle-of-the-pack, you know, teams uh, in the top 25 that can make some noise in the tournament. Uh, at number 17, we got Indiana moving down three slots. Um, interesting thing about Indiana, I mean, they they had a pretty good they had a pretty good week last week, but they lost to Northwestern which vaulted Northwest, unranked Northwest team, which vaulted them into the top 25. Then they go to Michigan State and they lose to Michigan State. They squeaked out a close one against Illinois last week. Um, so, and then they have a big showdown against Purdue um, uh, coming up here uh, in West Lafayette. So uh, watch out for that one. But yeah, Indiana moves down a couple slots um, here in the top 25 rankings. Then we got number 18, we got UConn moving up two slots. Uh, then we got 19, number 19, Creighton. Moving down a slot. Um, know why Creighton lost moved down a slot. Uh, losing to Marquette, um, you know, at um, at home uh, was a bit – I mean, you know, this is the team that, you know, in the beginning of the season, they stumbled out really hard in the middle – you know, in that first quarter of the season. Uh, and then they, they kind of reeled off a bunch of big wins 
Uh, in their last three games, they lost to Providence, 94-86 at Providence. They beat St. John's, you know, by 10. It was a close game until, you know, last few minutes or so. And then they lost a close one to Marquette, number 10 Marquette. And I think if they would have beat Marquette, Creighton would probably be in that top 15 range uh, right now. But uh, Creighton moves down a couple slots um, here in the top 25 rankings. Um, at number 20, we got Providence moving up four slots. At number 21, Northwestern moving up five slots in the rankings here. Um, and, you know, when new rankings come out, I'm not sure if Northwest Northwestern should move down. Uh, but they did have a hell of a lot. The last few weeks, this past month, they've been great. Beat Wisconsin at Wisconsin, beat Ohio State at Ohio State, beat number one Purdue, beat number 14 uh, Indiana. Both games were at home, beat Iowa by 20 at home, and then they lost a close one at uh, in Champaign against Illinois by four points. I'm not going to hold them to that because Illinois is a talented team. Um, they're probably on the precipice of, you know, possibly, you know, being a fringe top 25 team in a way. Uh, but, yeah, the Northwestern Wildcats, I assume that, you know, when new polls come out, they should move down uh, maybe a couple slots. But for right now they're number 21. At number 22, we got San Diego State um, moving down a slot. Number 23, we got Iowa State. Moving down four slots and then wrapping up the 20, 20, top 25, we got TCU and Texas AM uh, at 24 and 25, respectfully. Uh, and then on the precipice um, of being a top 25 team, I think when the new rankings come out, I think uh, Pittsburgh will be in there. I think NC State will be in there. Uh, and then I think next up, you have Maryland and Kentucky. Um, kind of right behind those two teams that are being there. I know Illinois, I just mentioned them, Illinois, Arkansas, who plays today. Uh, Boise State's another good team. They got a few top 25 votes as well. Duke's got some top 25 votes here and as well. Um, but I think when, when it's all said and done, I think NC State will be back in the top 25. Pittsburgh will probably be back in the top 25. We'll see what happens with those games uh, with Texas A&M and San Diego State uh, here coming up. Um today um anyways moving forward to our prime sports world games to watch and this is a staple here uh if you watch any of our college basketball um content uh during college football season me and christian we go over the prime sports uh the feature games to watch um you know for the, uh that saturday and then i pick my upset picks uh last week i only got one upset right and i do apologize if you guys did take my advice but i only got one upset right and that was kentucky over number 10 tennessee illinois lost to indiana oklahoma state uh lost to tcu by a lot and uh st john's lost to creighton by 10 uh so those were my upsets last week but kentucky did beat number 10 tennessee so that was pretty good uh, so i went one for four one for four there last week so hopefully i do a lot better uh this week when it comes to my upsets, but um, feature against the watch, we got a rivalry game here. Arizona State going into um, Arizona, number seven Arizona. That should be a big one. Um, we talked about Arkansas Alabama earlier when we were talking about the Brandon Miller situation. Um, Arkansas goes into number two Alabama. Uh, just want to kind of touch a little bit on that game. That's a that's a scary game for Alabama. Um, just because of the way Arkansas, they're athletic, they get out, they defend. Um, you know, they could make things a little difficult. And we saw South Carolina, um, you know, Brandon Miller was, you know, uh, fate, uh, matched up against one of the uh, better defend, defensive teams uh, in the SEC, even though the, the record doesn't show it. Um, but, you know, South Carolina, South Carolina uh, you know, gave them everything that they can handle. Even though South Carolina is a 10-win team, uh, a 10-win team, um, you know, in, in that game, uh, you know, you got a guy, you know, in, you know, Gregory Jackson, you know, a guy in Michi Johnson, uh, you know, who, you know, are very, you know, great defenders. They were switched on Brandon Miller at all times, uh, especially, you know, Greg Jackson, the second, um, you know, and, and Brandon Miller still, you know, scored, you know, 41 points against Alabama. So, you know, the South Carolina, you know, gave them some fits. When I look at this game, very similar team, just better um, in terms of, uh, you know, it, it, when, when it comes to Arkansas, right? Um, you know, and like I said, you know, Arkansas can get out, um, you know, they can defend, they can, they can get in transition. 
Um, they can make things a little difficult for Alabama here in this game. And they have a freshman, uh, they have a freshman there themselves that is really good as well. Um, in um in uh in Anthony Black. Sorry, I was looking kind of getting his name here together. And Anthony Black, who is a probably a lottery pick himself, he will probably have a lot of responsibility on Brandon Miller today. This is a kid, very similar skill set, um, you know, as Brandon Miller probably doesn't do. He probably does a lot of good things, not great things, um, which is why he's probably a top 10 or top 15 projected pick. But um, watch out for that matchup between Anthony Black and Brandon Miller today. Um, I think that one should be fireworks. Um, so, yeah, I think Arkansas-Alabama is going to be a really good game, competitive game. I think Arkansas has a shot to possibly dethrone Alabama at that number two to beat Alabama um, this week in Tuscaloosa. But um, we'll see uh, if that happens. I don't have them as my upset pick because I'm not too confident that that will happen. I think as well, as long as Brandon Miller, they're playing at home. Um, he's kind of he looked inspired in that South Carolina game. If he plays anything like that game, um, I like Alabama's chances uh, going into the uh other games that we have got number 17, Indiana going into number five, Purdue. As I said, Purdue lost the last one in Bloomington. So they're looking to, you know, come back and get a W here uh, against the uh, Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, and then late night game, we have number 15, St. Mary's going into number 12, Gonzaga, which Gonzaga lost the last game to St. Mary's. So um, I think this would be, they're always beating each other, you know, you know, it's kind of splitting the season series once every other year, unless like Gonzaga's, you know, <laughs> unless Gonzaga's in, um, you know, like a top, the top five or top two or the number one team in the nation. Uh, but yeah, St. Mary's uh, always gives them fits. I think Gonzaga pulls this one out, uh, beating uh, St. Mary's uh, at home. Um, the last game they played, St. Mary's beat them at the, on their floor, 78 to 70. And, you know, I think I mentioned it before St. Mary's has, a, a really good freshman in Aiden Mahaney um, who, you know, can really flat, who can flat out just shoot it. Last game, he had 18 points. Drew Timmy had 23. He was uh, Gonzaga's senior leader there. Uh, but Aiden Mahaney, uh, true freshman, uh, is an amazing shooter, um, you know, from three. Um, he is a bucket for St. Mary's. If you guys haven't watched him, he is a treat to watch. That should be a good game. That's a late night game on ESPN there. You guys don't want to miss that one, uh, Gonzaga versus St. Mary's. And then the big one, I think, the game of the week, number eight, Texas, going into number nine, Baylor. Um, this game is going to be a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Um, as, as I said I, but before, I mean, Baylor, I picked, I actually had picked Baylor to win the national championship. I think a couple weeks ago I picked Baylor to win the, win the national championship um, just because I love the way they play. Uh, Keontae George, he's a top 10 prospect. Uh, this kid is, is, is flat out sensational. Uh, but they have two, you know, I'd said the gauntlet after they, you know, won, you know, four games in a row. They had number five, Kansas. They had number, uh, they lost to number 14, Kansas State. Um, both, both of those games on the road. So they're looking to bounce back from both of those games. Not, and both of those games were not, you know, the Kansas, 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 and Kansas State games were close in the first half. Second half, both those teams kind of pulled away. Um, so Baylor's looking to bounce back uh, with the game uh, against Texas. Um, and they lost the last game on the road against Texas. So, you know, 76-71. So I look for Baylor to come out, um, you know, very, you know, intense defense like, like they've done the last couple games. But they have to finish – you know, that intensity at the play all 40 minutes of the basketball game. They can't let off. They can't let off the gas pedal in the second half. Um, Texas is led by um, Marcus Carr um, as well, who is a senior leader out of uh, Toronto, Ontario, um, leading them in points and assists. Uh, he is the catalyst for that Texas team as well. Um, so this is going to be a very good game. Um, I believe Keontae George, Adam Flagler, um, you know, those guys, I think they'll get it done uh, this time against Texas at home. I know that's a very good situation. They don't want to drop three in a row. They are very desperate to get a W. So look for Baylor to win that game against Texas. I don't have that as an upset pick, 
because I believe those two teams are very evenly matched. It's not really an upset if Baylor wins. Um, so, you know, let me get Baylor winning that game against Texas. And then my upsets of the week, I got New Mexico, a late night game here, New Mexico over San Diego state, number 22, San Diego state. I got Mississippi state over number 25, Texas A&M. Um, that game I believe is being played there down in, um, in Mississippi, in Mississippi state, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and they're actually a two, they're actually a one point favorite in that game. Um, Texas AM has kind of been inconsistent in a way in finishing basketball games. I like Mississippi State uh, to win that basketball game today. Uh, I got Texas Tech over number 24 TCU. I think Texas Tech is favored as well by two points on the line here. So give me Texas Tech over TCU. I got UNC over number six Virginia. Yes, North Carolina. Uh, just kind of touch on their game a little bit, right? Got a top 10 opponent coming in in Virginia. North Carolina really needs a win. Uh, you know, they've dropped their last couple games. Um, very, very disappointing team. This team, this is the number one team in the nation at one point uh, to begin the season, but like they are not real. They are not ending the season. Well, uh, in their last seven games, they are two and five in the last seven games with the wins against Clemson wins against Notre Dame, two of probably two of probably the worst teams in the ACC two games in which they're supposed to win. They struggled a little bit, with Notre Dame, um, but they lose to Miami. They lose to NC State, lost to Wake Forest, lost to Duke, lost to Pitt uh, by one point. Um, so they really need a win here um, against Virginia. Um, I do believe they still make the tournament just be- based on strength of schedule, but this is not a good look losing your last, you know, going two and five in your last seven games. Um, I do believe that they'll get it done. They can beat Virginia. This is going to be a tough game, though. Um, you know, they're going to need a lot of Caleb Love magic, a lot of Armando Baycott. But this is a this is a, a Virginia team that's well coached. Um, this is a team that 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 is 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 seasoned. Um, you know, they're led by you know, Armand Frankly. You know, with twelve point four points per game. Um, you know, Kehi Clark. Uh, you know leading them with 5.7 points per game, 11 points, uh, uh, 5.7 assists a game with 11.6 points per game. Um, so this is a team that, you know, can really get after it, um, you know, on defense, on offense, world coached here. Um, so I do believe that UNC can pull this game off though, but they, they, they're going to have to stay focused and they have to play all 40 minutes of this basketball game uh, if they want to win. Um, some interesting, you know, facts about this game. Um, you know, the Tar Heels, they're 11-2 on their home court this year. So, you know, and they're, they're 0-3 in games that are decided by three points or fewer. So when the Tar Heels get out to a big lead this year, they're they're gold. They're golden. Um, so that's my thing is that they have to get out to a big lead um, in this game, um, you know, at least, you know, with the last seven to six minutes of the game, they have to be at least up by 10 in my opinion, to pull this game off against Virginia. Virginia is 13-4 in the conference play, um, averaging 15.9 assists per game to lead the ACC um, this season. So well-coached team, like I said. Um, this is a team that um, very scary t- t- towards tournament time. I do Virginia is a player uh, to possibly win a national championship. Then I got Val- Villanova uh, beating Creighton uh, this week. I know Creighton's coming into Philadelphia this week. Um, I love what I saw out of Cam Whitmore in the last game, uh, um, out of Eric Dixon and, and those boys, the last game out of Villanova when they played against Xavier a couple nights, a few nights ago. So, you know, I'm going to have to go, I'm going to have to go with Villanova with the upset here against number 18 Creighton. I just think Creighton, um, you know, is going to, you know, I, I think one thing about that Villanova game against Xavier, they play with toughness. They play the, the big guards the big wings, they play with toughness. They got in the paint. They made things tough for Xavier to guard them. And if they could do the same thing against Creighton, I like Villanova to win this game. The record doesn't speak for how tough they've been playing the last second half of the season. So I'm going to have to give this edge to Villanova at home uh, going up against Creighton. Um, and some other notable games that I can you know, kind of um, tote out here that I think that can possibly be uh, some upsets here on the slate, but I didn't want to include them. These are some fringe upsets. 
Um, St. John's playing at home against UConn. Uh, even though I know UConn's a seven-point favorite, St. John's plays very, very, very tough there. Um, Oklahoma going into number 23, Iowa State, even though I think that that's a tough game for Oklahoma and Iowa State's money at home, I think Oklahoma has proven that they can play teams tough on the road. Um, I, you know, and so Oklahoma is a sneaky team uh, to, you know, watch out for when it comes to um, when it when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, today. Uh, and then, you know, I'm going to have to go like. I have to go possibly Oklahoma State, Kansas State. Oklahoma State at home. I know Oklahoma State's kind of been reeling. They're a friend's top 25 team, uh, getting some votes this past week. Um, Kansas State, very tough team. That could be a trap game a little bit for Kansas State, so watch out for that game as well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, here this week. But anyways, that has been a show for College Basketball Madness. Go ahead, please like, share, and subscribe to the podcast here at Prime Sports World, Facebook, Twitter, um, uh, at David's Twitter. My Twitter is uh, um, Izzy underscore p at ps um, izzy underscore psw so you guys uh go ahead and um follow me on twitter there uh but go ahead and please like share and subscribe to the podcast on youtube twitter and twitch um youtube facebook and twitch um and then if you in case you missed us uh you can catch us there on all platforms where podcasts can be heard and that's apple Podcasts, samsung Podcasts, amazon music iHeartRadio, and spotify and many more um, so you guys don't want to miss that contact, drop the link down there in the, um, comment section. So you guys don't want to miss that content and go ahead and like our Facebook group pages, NBA Supreme and NFL Supreme for more fan interaction in the NBA world and NFL, uh, world and news. And this is prime sports world bringing you the heat 365 days of the year, 24 seven, baby. We got you covered 360 degrees around the access so you guys don't want to miss that most up-to-date fire 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 content uh, that prime sports world brings you here uh, i do think we have another following show here with david and tj so you guys don't want to miss that uh later on today um but in case i miss you guys um good afternoon good evening and good night and sayonara suckers until next time i am your host israel rivera peace out ladies and gentlemen